The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 3rd of July. In your Squiz today, one eye on Eden Monero. Australia considers safe haven visas for Hong Kongers. Jeffrey Epstein's ex is arrested. And wings for the weekend. This is your Squeeze Today. There's a federal by-election this weekend, Claire. Voters in the southern corner of New South Wales are set to vote for a new federal member after the resignation of Labor's Mike Kelly in April due to health issues. Eden Monero is a closely watched seat for a number of reasons. First of all, because the coalition is hoping to make electoral history. No party in government has won a seat from the opposition at a by-election in 100 years, so that's a pretty big historic hill to climb. How are they looking? Well, we'll wait and see. Certainly it looks like the money is behind Labor when you get into the betting markets, but a lot to be said because it's such an unusual election. Eden Monero has always been closely watched because it has been a bit of a bellwether seat, which means that whoever wins that seat is usually who wins governments, but that run was broken, so it hasn't been as predictable of late. And of course, it's also been in focus lately, Claire, as it's been hit by drought and then the bushfire and now coronavirus. So which way it goes will be a bit of a barometer for how the public reckons Scott Morrison is doing in light of all these disasters. That's right. And that's certainly what Labor's Anthony Albanese is saying. He has pitched it firmly as a test of Scott Morrison's leadership. Scott Morrison, on the other hand, has pitched it the other way. This, of course, is the first by-election that uh, Labor has faced where Anthony Albanese is the leader. So there's some lessons there too. For those listening from Ida Monero, I know you're out there. Or for those who are just interested, there's plenty more detail on that electorate and who's running in the Squeeze Today email. Down to Victoria, it's still in the thick of it with COVID-19. Yesterday, the state recorded another 77 positive tests and a bit of a scare in Sydney also, Claire. It's an unusual one, this case in Sydney, and of course it has people really scratching their heads about how it might have been allowed to happen. A man returned from Bangladesh to Melbourne in mid-June. He tested positive for the virus while he was in mandatory quarantine, but he was let out on day 14 and travelled to Sydney, where he then went to his shift at Woolworths in Balmain. Uh, The manager there asked him to go and have a test because of what had happened, and he tested positive again. So 50 of his co-workers have been directed to self-isolate and shoppers have been warned. Still plenty of question marks over that one. To world news now and more nations have expressed concerns over China's move to crack down on the freedoms of the people of Hong Kong. For example, we spoke yesterday of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's plans to offer 3 million Hong Kongers the chance to settle and apply for citizenship in the UK. Now, Claire, our Prime Minister has weighed in. Scott Morrison says that a plan hasn't been firmed up yet and that Cabinet will discuss it, but certainly he is of a mind to be able to offer some safe haven visas to Hong Kong residents. Of course, the old Commonwealth tie comes in here with it being a former British territory. And the US is considering sanctions which would penalise banks that do business with Chinese officials. It's just one of a number of Western countries and also other democracies that have expressed concern about what's happened in Hong Kong and are looking to take some sort of action. If the relationship between Hong Kong and China is one that raises questions for you, our first ever Squish Shortcut actually was on this very topic. It's worth a listen to understand the historical context. A link to that is in your episode notes. 
News overnight, Claire Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's ex-girlfriend and a friend of Prince Andrew, has been arrested. There were lots of questions about where she actually was in the world. Rumours were that she was living in Paris, but she's been arrested in the US. She's facing six charges for her role in identifying, befriending and grooming victims as young as 14 years old for Epstein to then abuse. That all is alleged to have happened in the mid-1990s. I recently watched the Netflix doco on Jeffrey Epstein. It's really harrowing stuff. She does feature in that. Mm, quite heavily, I'd imagine, yeah. yeah. Over in Russia, and reports are that more than 75% of voters have supported changes to the nation's constitution, which would see President Vladimir Putin hold on to power until the year 2036. Questions over the legitimacy of this result, though, Claire? Yeah, that sort of strong result, of course, in Putin's favour has had plenty of critics question whether that actually went the way that it should in any kind of open referendum. Uh, There was little opposition, uh, also people accusing Putin of running a very strong propaganda campaign, and there's reports of voter coercion. So there'll be a lot of scrutiny on that result. Uh, Also, as part of questions put to the people for constitutional change were questions about same-sex marriage. The people have voted apparently on that to ban it. Uh, Also questions about Russian law taking precedent over into national law. Putin's term was due to expire in 2024. A quick refresh on this next one. Last year, actor Jeffrey Rush took the publisher of the Daily Telegraph to court after it reported that he'd acted inappropriately towards a co-star some years ago. He won that case, Claire, and yesterday he won again. It's a big lot of damages that he was awarded in that original decision, $2.9 million. Uh, Of course, Nationwide News said that that was a lot of money. Also, it had questions about uh, the judge's original decision and yesterday it lost its appeal. So Geoffrey Rush gets to keep that money. Nationwide News is the publisher of The Daily Telegraph. To Friday Lights, Claire and I heard a wild rumour that you're making buffalo chicken wings this weekend. Yeah, well, Saturday night, of course, is a big one. Not only is it the Eden Monero by-election, it's also Independence Day in the US, so it seems like a buffalo wing kind of night, I reckon. I'm actually free on Saturday night if you you need some help. (laughs) Not making them, just eating them. (laughs) It goes, of course, to um, our subject line today, which is a very old song, uh, and the lyric is, the only way to fly is on the wings of love. There's lots to love about a buffalo wing, I reckon. So it doesn't relate to the news at all, really. It's just all about buffalo wings. Love the wings. Once you get that in your head, it's hard to shake. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Squeeze Today podcast. School holidays are starting this weekend for a number of our states and territories as well. For those in Eden Monero, happy voting. We'll chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. 